This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, March 27th, wherever and however you are connected Welcome, my friends. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Ty Detmer's TikTok choreographer, Jason Shepard. I will not take any credit for Ty Detmer's uh, beautiful addition to the whole TikTok dance uh, scenario that's playing out across our country. I, like, I, like we're, we're watching it on TV right now as part of his family starting out with a little, little dance, and then all of a sudden you get the, uh, the cameo for for sliding him. I'm going to be honest with you. The first time I saw it, I I didn't have I didn't see what it was. I thought that was Tom Homo. You thought it was Tom. Look, it looks quickly if you honestly if if you look at it again, it does look like Tom Homo for a second. And then I realized after the fact that it was Ty Detmer. Can you see that? Can you see that a little bit like Yes, the the flash, the yes. the, the quick frame. I love that we freeze-framed Ty because he's in that TikTok video for all of like 0.4 seconds and then everybody disappears. It came from his daughter, Macy. So no, Ty does not have a TikTok account yet. Uh, We're still trying to work on that to see if he'll actually join the moving... uh, Do you have a TikTok? I I do not. I I do not either. Jerem Jordan has joined. Who's going to go first between me and you, Jason? Well, see, I even asked yesterday. I asked the younger generation... Can you do anything on TikTok other than lip sync, like in dance? Is that all it's for? Can you not do anything else on it? Because that's all I see from it. And by the way, I want to say Tic Tac every single time. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know I'm sounding really old here, but I, I literally wanted to know, is that the only thing you can do on TikTok is dancing? Is that it? It'll keep you entertained and fresh in your breath. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Ty Detmer for being a good sport with all that. Uh, it is an immovable force. Uh, at some point, I'm guessing that I will probably have a TikTok account just because I'm holding out right uh, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding. It's just kind of seems inevitable. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Here comes the tidal wave of TikTok. Uh, you may as well. <laughs> By just the time join we the get party. on that, it'll be something okay, else. Here's what's fantastic: Jamal Williams, who we know is all about that TikTok game, responded to this with the following tweet. Yo, that's all you need right there, Big Belly. He used to call Ty Detmer <laughs> Big Belly, okay? You Jamal, have to have a certain status yes, to be yeah. able to call Ty Detmer Big Belly. Jam- Jamal can get away with just about <laughs> anything he wants verbally uh, with his former BYU coaches. Uh, and then Jerem Jordan added this amazing response to it and reminded us all uh, just how good his impersonations of the former Heisman Trophy winner are. Jamal, that's funny, man. Uh, uh, yeah, you can call me Big Belly. That's uh, that's okay with me. And uh, my my popcorn's ready. I'm gonna make my belly a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this Ty Dever is spot on. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. It's, it is great. Yes, Jerem does an amazing <laughs> Ty Dever. He, he was able to trick a couple of BYU yes. football players into thinking that. He was really Ty Detmer behind a curtain. They had that they was between the lines, yes. right? They played a game where they had to guess if it was Ty or if it was not Ty, and he he fooled a few guys. Wait, it's that good? You could take that on the road. The two could be like a, like a two person act, <laughs> like a, like their own show, the two man show. 
Big Belly and Jerome. (laughs) (laughs) Jerome and Big Belly. How about today's elite show lineup? No more Big Belly and Jerome, unfortunately. Super Bowl champion Daniel Sorensen, however, will join us live. Dirty Dan on the move from Super Bowl celebration in February to about a month later, an entire worldwide sports shutdown. Plus, David Ball of BYU Men's Tennis is creating an avenue for athletes to tell their stories amidst this COVID-19 world pandemic. A very cool project. He's going to tell us about it. And would you rather rewatch a classic sports game or watch a pro athlete simulate a contest via video game system? <laughs> I feel very strongly about one of these. All disgust coming up. Your Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines include a simulation of sorts. Absolutely. In Joe Lenardi's NCAA tournament bracket, BYU basketball advancing to the Elite Eight with a 77-72 to victory over the San Diego State Aztecs, getting revenge from earlier in the season. Mitch Matthews thinks this is amazing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. BYU has not gone to the Elite Eight since 1981, where the Cougars lost to number one seed Virginia. Obviously, that was the Danny Ainge team. Cougars will now face, how about this, the Gonzaga Bulldogs for an opportunity to go to the Final Four in Los Angeles. Hypothetically speaking. Yes, hypothetically speaking. The NCAA Board of Governors voted unanimously yesterday to adjust the 2020 annual distribution for all Division I schools to $225 million. I know that seems like a lot of money, but consider this. That's a slash of about $375 million. That budget is generally up around $600 million, down to $225. The adjusted funding will go to 32 conferences and obviously is a direct result of the COVID-19 pandemic resulting in the biggest moneymaker for the NCAA, the cancellation of the NCAA basketball tournament. That was one of the other reasons why I was still a little surprised at the time, just because of all the money that they lost. I, but obviously the situation just, you couldn't get around it at that point. BYU gymnast Abby Miner received MRGC accolades on both the floor and the all-around yesterday. Not only did she receive first-team honors, she achieved the highest all-around NQS, that's the national qualifying score, of the season with a 39.185. Miner competed in all 10 meets, earned a season-high 9.93 separate times. Hmm. The Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference will wrap up their seasonal awards today with the 2020 coach, gymnast, and freshman of the year to be announced. Okay, for one, I think it should be Guard Young because he has BYU on top of the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference for the first time ever, at least as far as the regional qualifying scores go. So if we're going to how they competed to the point where the season was shut down, BYU was the conference champion, and that is a credit to him. And it has been a windy, difficult road, but he's got that team back competing at an elite level. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. ESPN Elite. Joe Lunardi, the worldwide leader's resident bracketologist, reveals another BYU upset in his 2020 NCAA Twitter tournament. The Cougars oust San Diego State in a hypothetical Sweet 16 contest in Los Angeles to reach their first Elite Eight, as Jason just mentioned, since 1981. Rejoice, BYU fans! Or maybe this hypothetical madness just makes you sad. Either way, we're going there. And Lenardi isn't the only one to put BYU in that elite company. Pat Forty of Yahoo Sports announced earlier this week 
BYU was an Elite Eight team in his mock simulation. Needless to say, the Cougars had the national analyst's attention. Jason, it has prompted this question. Is the 2020 version of BYU basketball as good as the 1981 BYU team that actually qualified for an Elite Eight? This is an interesting conversation, but one that I'm not sure is fair. I'm not sure it's fair to compare these two teams. And the reason I say that is one team had a chance to prove it on the court while the other team didn't. And here's why I be- what I believe about this year's basketball team. They were good enough to make this season memorable. They were good enough to make noise in the NCAA tournament, and they were good enough to do something special. That's what I truly believe about this team. Exactly what that means or how far they would have gone, we will never know because the opportunity was taken away from them. And I don't think it's fair to this year's team to put a limit on on what they could have done because they were never given the chance to actually prove it on the court. Plus, I don't know if it's fair to the 81 team because they did get to prove it, and we know how good they were. This year's team could have done big things. I just wish they had been able to show everybody on the court. It hurts, right? It hurts. And we're looking at all these simulations and thinking, oh, man, BYU basketball just knocked off Seton Hall in the round of 32, and they just beat San Diego State in a vengeance match, and now they got a rematch with Gonzaga and the Elite Eight. We look at the 81 team, and they actually did it. Yeah. They, they beat Princeton, and then they knocked off a two-seed in UCLA, and then they beat another team they were supposed to lose to Notre Dame in the Sweet 16 at the Omni in Atlanta before losing to Ralph Sampson and Virginia. And Ralph Sampson was a world beater when he was playing in college. So it's really difficult because the game has evolved so wildly in the last four decades. Interestingly enough, however, these teams do have a few similarities, 2020 BYU basketball and 81 BYU basketball, including our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last BYU basketball team to make it to the Elite Eight was also a six seed. Interesting. 2020 BYU basketball was projected to be a six seed in most major bracketologist tournaments. So there's that similarity. Jason, I have to ask myself, which of these teams would win a head-to-head matchup? And I lean toward... The 2020 squad winning a close game. I know. I know. I can hear it now. Recency bias, Spencer. You weren't even born when Danny Ainge was the player of the year. It's borderline blast night. You know what? I'm not saying that this year's squad's accomplishments are greater because they're not, and we'll never really know what they could have become. But head-to-head, I like this year's squad in a close game. Danny Ainge is the GOAT. He's the best player from either side. But I like the idea of Yoli Childs matched up with Greg Kite and Fred Roberts and Jake Toulson is a guy that's accurate from 30 feet. Plus the physicality and training and how the game has evolved in almost 40 years is just so different. Don't get me wrong. The 1981 team is the greatest team with the greatest accomplishments in BYU basketball history. And they produced the greatest moment in Cougar Hoops history with Danny Ainge going coast to coast against Notre Dame at the buzzer to send the Cougars to the Elite Eight. But strictly from a head-to-head perspective, if you played the game and just had these guys going five-on-five, I like the 2020 squad in a close game. See, when I look at this 2020 team, like I said, this team was built for this time of year. And I think big things were in front 
of this year's squad. Now, again, we're never going to know. But when you look at the way this team is built and the strengths that it brought to the court, when you look at teams that have success, BYU is built like that. They have, the, they have scores all over the floor. It's not just one guy. They're not just reliant on one or two guys. They've got three guys, four guys legitimately that can hurt you. But they stretch the floor. They shoot the ball at an unbelievable clip. Those are the teams in these scenarios that have success. That's why in this scenario with this year's team, with the field they would have faced, I think big things were possible for this team. Unfortunately, they did not get the opportunity to prove it. That's, that is what is so sad about this, is this team was so good, but, but we just will never know how good because the opportunity to prove it was taken away from them. Knowing what we know, and given the shortened season, this is a top five team for BYU basketball without Oh, without question. question. Without question. Probably top three. Seriously. Like, I know the 1987-88 team that started 19-0 before losing to Alabama-Birmingham with Mike Smith. That team was awesome. (laughs) This year's squad was special with Yoli Childs. They were something else. They only lost twice with Yoli in the lineup, and they were uber-motivated to do something special in March. Yeah, the urgency was real. So, a fun conversation. Unfortunately, we'll never know. You know what? And another topic that's somewhat like that in terms of Obviously, everybody has their own opinions and interpretations of certain things, which brings us to topic two. Social media is a beautiful thing. Well, it can be, at least most of the time. What? Last night, and it's funny that the last time we were talking about something social media had to do with this person as well. Last night, the debate was going on as to who the top five quarterbacks in college football history were. Surprisingly, Mm -hmm. one of the names omitted the most was one Ty Hubert Detmer. He was not in most people's top five. That was a little shocking to me, which begs the question, is Ty Detmer a top five quarterback in college football history, Spencer? Yes, but I'm not surprised he was left off the list because social media is driven largely by people that are not old enough to have any recollection of what Ty Detmer did in the unique context that he played in and how the game had evolved. Ty Detmer was the last non-Power 5 quarterback, non-Power 5 player for that matter, to win the Heisman Trophy. Do you know how ridiculously good you have to be to get the nation's attention at a non-Power 5 school? There's a reason it hasn't happened since Ty Detmer. His numbers were so outlandishly bonkers that they could not reward him. He received 55% of the vote that year. He beat out Rocket Ishmael from Notre Dame. And yes, the Power Five Notre Dame, who was still in its glory heydays. Notre Dame won a national championship in 1988. Rocket Ishmael was the best player at the peak of Notre Dame football under Lou Holtz, and Ty Detmer was good enough to beat him in that Heisman Trophy. His numbers were so good that as a Non-Power 5 quarterback at Little Brigham Young University, he won the Heisman Trophy. It is remarkable that it set 60, 
how many? I, I think the number varies depending on when you look at it. But I think it was everywhere from fifty nine yes. to sixty three to seventy one. I saw fifty nine. Okay, fifty nine NCAA records in in his career. That is wild. He belong absolutely belongs. Yes, on the list. I one hundred percent agree. The fact look, and there's going to be some people, and again, depending on what criteria you bring into the conversation, if somebody has to have won a national championship for you to think that they're a top five quarterback. Then, then that's what you're coming in with, and there's no way that anybody can argue against that. But that's not how I'm looking at this. Without question, Ty Detmer is one of the top five quarterbacks of all time for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. I think just being a Heisman Trophy winner immediately puts you in that conversation. Then you look at all of the insane numbers. You mentioned the 59 or varies over 60 NCAA records that he set and held on to for quite a while. It was not something like this. He held on to it for a year or two. We're talking a lot of these lasted for a very long time. He finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting his senior season. Yes, so he absolutely, and I'm not sure that that BYU doesn't have two that you could make a case for in the top five. And the other one I'm talking about is Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon, you talk about... 59 or 60 NCAA records, Jim McMahon set 70, and I'm not talking seven, seven zero, 70 NCAA records, and that was a time where BYU was changing how college football was played through the air. He set so many records, people had not seen that type of air attack. It's obviously in the College Football Hall of Fame. I think he finished in the top three in the Heisman at least twice. I know he did once. Yeah, so he's a guy I think you could argue to be in there as well. I have no problem with Tim Tebow being in the top five. Oh, man. Like, Tim Tebow, to me, is hands down in the top five. We had this debate. Some don't think that he belongs there. I think it's a no-brainer that Tim Tebow belongs in there. But in my opinion, absolutely, Ty Detmer. And I think a case could be made that Jim McMahon belongs in the top five. Tim Tebow was responsible for, like, 100 touchdowns his (laughs) Heisman Trophy year. Like, I exaggerate, but he's one of the greatest leaders in college football history. The speech he gave, the national championships – he belongs on the list. Uh, if I gave you the rest of my top five, it'd probably go Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson, who I think is a better version of Johnny Manziel, and Doug Flutie, Jason. Little Doug Flutie. Yeah, it was fantastic. Boston College. Context, right? In the ACC, against the powerhouses of Miami, and doing. He did what he did at Boston College as like a 5'9 quarterback. Real quick, here's my top five. And, and you can poke holes in it. These are just the, the five I went with. Detmer, McMahon, Tebow, Vince Young, mm. and I went with Davey O'Brien. The best quarterback award is named after Davey O'Brien. <laughs> if the award is named after you, I think you deserve to be in the top five. Got to go all the way back to the 1930s <laughs> for that. Holy cow. Our question of the day. We want you to chime in on this. Why or why isn't Ty Detmer... Worthy of a top five college football quarterback designation. Time to hear from you. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Latin Rob answers on Twitter. He is because he is. It's very Mandalorian-like. I have spoken. He is. I have spoken. That is the way. Fair enough. We can't argue with logic like that. What are you going to (laughs) do? 
<laughs> you just don't argue with that. The conversation ends there. He is because he is. All right, good talk. Yeah. Good, good talk. All right, we're going to go to break. Coming up, BYU Sports Nation best play bracket rolling on. A, an upset, maybe? Ooh. And this is a great day for Jason Shepard because he's talking to a Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chief. Daniel oh, Sorensen yeah. joins Kingdom. us live. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are live in Studio B on a Friday. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Alongside Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. We were having a very entertaining conversation about top five all-time college football quarterbacks based on pro football focus asking the question, who's in the top five all-time? And uh, not surprisingly, recency bias won out. So we saw a lot of Vince Young, Johnny Manziel, Lamar Jackson. Matt Matt, Okay. (laughs) I I like Matt Leinart. I think he's a good broadcaster. I thought he was an outstanding quarterback at USC. But he had Lendell White and Reggie Bush and Dwayne Jarrett. Like, that team was the greatest team of all time. So I don't don't know that Leinart's numbers or what he did for his team – compared to what some other quarterbacks yeah. did for their teams, is as impressive. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Deshaun Watson showed up there. I was like, oh. It's recency bias. It's recency bias yeah, for that not question. surprisingly. Uh, speaking of recency, oh, Jason, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs just won a Super Bowl in February. Doesn't want- it? Is it, does it feel real? I've watched the game at least 30 times. In fact, I watched the last eight minutes again yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Yes, Daniel Sorensen, a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline to discuss Super Bowl celebration to sports shutdown. Uh, Danny, the last time the three of us talked together, we were in a locker room in Denver celebrating a Chiefs win over the Broncos. Um, it's, it's been a while, but how are you? Doing great, yeah. Good to have you guys um, or talk with you guys today. Obviously, Jason's very excited about the Super Bowl still, and he's watched it 30 times. How many times have you relived, relived the game or rewatched the game? Uh, I actually haven't watched the game. Really? Sorry, do yeah. you not do that yeah, in general, I, or is just just you've had other things to occupy your time since? Um, yeah, like, you know, I think – Whatever, you know, the end of the game and last game of the season, I just kind of I move on. Right. Win or lose. You know, this time, gladly we won the Super Bowl, but it's it was great and everything. But it was time to move on, time to move on to the offseason and, um, you know, into that stage of of my life. Don't don't worry. I have watched it enough for the both of us. Trust me. I, I have literally watched it 30 times at least. So I've got I've got us both covered. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jason's also sent notes to your coaches, so uh, beware, beware of that. <laughs> no, I have not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Danny, how has your life changed the most uh, since winning a Super Bowl? Um, you know, I don't think it's changed all that much. I think uh, my attitude, obviously, it's it's better going into the off season, not ending your season on a loss. Um, so it's been happy. It's been joyful. Um, it's been an enjoyable off season. Um, but yeah, you know, other than that, I don't know as too much as changed. 
What does it mean to the legacy of Andy Reid in Kansas City? Everything. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think everybody's kind of placed um, winning a Super Bowl on, you know, whether how your legacy will be remembered. Um, he's a great coach. Whether, you know, we won that last Super Bowl or not, he's going to be go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, but for, for him to get that and, um, you know, to be a part of that was something special. I know that when you're in the middle of an NFL season, there's so much preparation. You're so laser-focused on the task at hand. How much or how often do you and Coach Reed get to talk about BYU football? How, how often are the Cougars brought up between you two? Um, you know, yeah, we're, we're both pretty busy. You know, um, you know, I've got my film study and practice to work on. He's, you know, he's the head coach, and so um, – you know, he might walk by and give me a little, you know, uh, poke or something or, or say, hey, did you see the game or things like that. But, yeah, I mean, it, he'll bring it up and we chat about it. Uh, Daniel, you're obviously very busy. And we, when we were talking in the locker room in Denver, we were talking about life with three kids and being a traveling man in the NFL. How are you balancing all of that right now? Uh, doing our best, you know, I think everybody's in a situation where you're, you're home together as a family, um, which is, it's just great. Honestly, we get, I get to spend a ton of time with the kids, um, no other distractions really. Um, uh, but yeah, no, no, it, it's definitely busy. It's a full-time gig. Um, I understand now how challenging it is for my wife to do it all by herself during the season. <laughs> she's, she's gladly, um, uh, that I'm I'm home with her now and, and can help <laughs> out, but I'm learning the ins and outs of, of being a full-time parent. What have you been occupying your time with? I see some of the Instagram videos in terms of working out and some things like that, but with, with all of us kind of doing our best to stay inside and, and the quarantine and everything, what, what are you, what are you doing to occupy your time? Yeah, I try and, I try and uh, still maintain some level of fitness. I've got a little basement gym that I've got um, some dumbbells and things to work out in. And, um, but other than that, it's, it's trying to do some school with the kids um, each day so they're learning still. And then if there's nice weather, um, which we've had um, a fair share of, uh, we get out. We get on walks. We ride our bikes. Um, and we try and get out and enjoy the, the nice weather here. But... No, it's 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 a you know you have to plan for it every day. So, yeah. Daniel Swanson with us on BYU Sports Nation Super Bowl champion BYU football great and now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Daniel, when you look at your future as a football player, um, how much longer do you want to keep doing this? Uh, because we're seeing this trend of players that. You know, they'll, they're, they're not as keen to stick around for as long of a time based on just the traumatic injuries and, and how physical football is. So how long do you see yourself playing football? Um, as long as I still love it, and I'm still loving it right now. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to keep doing it until, you know, that, that passion isn't there anymore. And I think, I think you'll know. I don't, I, don't, um, I don't know when that will be. I, I, you know, as of right now, I'd play as long as I could, right? Uh, maybe until they kick you out. So maybe whichever comes first, whether somebody says you're done or uh, whether, um, you know, you kind of uh, lose that passion and, and, and find something else. 
You know, for BYU fans watching the NFL, you know, it's, it's gotten even more interesting. Obviously, you with the Chiefs and winning the Super Bowl, but Taysom with the Saints, and, and he's obviously going to get a nice contract this offseason. KVN uh, now moving to, uh, to Miami, signed a nice deal. Fred Warner with the Niners, a great young team. Jamal, others. What's it like to see so many former BYU Cougars playing prominent roles in the National Football League? It's awesome. These are all guys that I played with, um, and it's it's fun to to watch them succeed. You know, I'll I'll uh, try and catch their highlights um, after after a game, and you know, if we're not playing um, them, if they're not on the other sideline, I'm rooting for them, cheering for them, and, and hoping that they're doing well. What have you heard from the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL in terms of protocols and what they want you to do during this very, very unique time as you wait for what you hope is a normal start to the football season? Yeah, I think a lot of that's still up in the air. I think, um, you know, we'll kind of evaluate as things go on as far as, you know, whether we'll have OTAs or or some type of uh, modified um, offseason. But I think... I think training's a big part of it, and I think it can be difficult um, to try and stay in shape, not having the same resources available. Um, and but I think um, you know I think you try and you try and take advantage of the opportunity to kind of just have a lot of family time, kind of uh, decompress from the season. That's kind of what the off season's for. Get yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, kind of. Um, recovered, and then when it does come time um, to get back to training, uh, whether that's uh, training camp, then then you're ready to go, and um, and then hopefully we can continue uh, like a normal like a normal season. We've had a lot of BYU coaches and players on in the last couple of weeks. And and one of the things that we've asked them about was just communication. How much time do you spend contacting, if you're you're a coach, contacting your players and staying in touch? From from the professional side of things, how how much contact are you having with the Chiefs or with the NFL? How much communication is there between the two sides? Um, So... So in the, in any typical off season, I don't know if there's a whole lot of communication. It's it's kind of they have their time, players um, have their own time. Um, but uh, our um, you know my coach, we've got a, a group chat with the with the defensive back group, and and uh, he checks in on us uh, regularly and and just kind of sends messages, you know, kind of keep our spirits up and kind of let let us know what's going on. Uh, but honestly, typically, it, there's not a whole lot of communication. It's, it's your time off, your time with your family, and then when we get back to work, that's, that's when we um, get things going. Daniel, I need to give you your due credit before uh, we say goodbye to you, uh, and that for showing up at another huge BYU basketball game and bringing the Dirty <laughs> Dan Karma to the Marriott Center <laughs> for that win over Gonzaga. Right. Uh, when you show up, good things happen for BYU basketball. So can we uh, try and make that happen a few more times next season? Yeah, just get me some season tickets, maybe on the court side and uh, a <laughs> bag of popcorn or whatever, and <laughs> we'll call it a deal. Uh, I'd love to get your take on that atmosphere. What'd you think about that senior night for BYU basketball? Oh, it was unbelievable. Um, and it, it was fun for me. I'm usually, um, you know, a player, um, you know, focused on the game, but, but for me being a fan and a spectator to experience an environment like that was, was really something special. It was awesome. Um, very comparable to any, you know, um, NFL 
high level um you know competition it was it was a great atmosphere and a great win and uh it was fun to be there with with my family yeah, and that uh, means something coming from a guy who plays at Arrowhead Stadium where uh, the volume is, right. is, is next level. <laughs> Daniel, it's great to talk to you. Uh, we appreciate catching up with you and wish uh, safety and health to you and Whitney and your kids. And um, hopefully we're talking football soon and this, uh, this whole thing calms down. Okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Daniel Sorensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. Uh, always nice to get a little uh, Chiefs Kingdom on the, uh, on the B-Way Sports Nation. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. And he's so nonchalant. He's the most unassuming <laughs> yes. NFL yes. notable. I mean, he, and he's a guy that's making plays like Dirty Dan is legendary in Kansas City. Look, he's one of the biggest reasons why they beat the Tennessee Titans. Or excuse me. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, Tennessee Titans. Correct. I was going to say, I'm trying to remember which comeback, <laughs> because we were down 10 in all of them and came back to win. I'm trying to remember which comeback on our way to the Super Bowl I lo- that was. I love it. When you talk about the Chiefs, it's always we and our. Look, that's what we do as fans. <laughs> I'm not faulting you. Yes. I get it. Enjoy it, man. One day, Enjoy your it. Cincinnati Bengals will. <laughs> well, maybe not. My Bengals. <laughs> oh. They are your team, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. I've never seen you in Bengals gear, ever. Uh, do you own Bengals gear? I do own some Bengals gear. Uh, maybe I should wear some. <laughs> maybe I should bring some to BYU Sports Nation. There we go. Coming up, BYU Tennis's David Ball is giving a voice to other athletes to tell their stories. Jason, the first upset in our BYU Sports Nation best play bracket. Watch out. This is BYU Sports Nation. The BYUSN best play bracket is presented by doTERRA. To BYU Sports Nation airs Saturdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on BYU Radio and is on the podcast feed featuring the best conversations and interviews each week. It is now time for a Friday edition of the BYU Sports Nation Best Play Bracket presented by doTERRA. Reminder of how this works, our selection committee (laughs) scoured all of the plays over the last athletic calendar year, found the top eight from BYU football and BYU basketball and are now having them go head to head in a 16 play bracket to figure out what is the best play of the season for BYU football or basketball. Yeah, and each day we're going to present you with a matchup, and then your vote is going to decide the winner as we whittle down those 16 plays to the best play. So here's what you need to do. You need to go to vote.byutv.org and cast your vote each day. The polls will close at 11 a.m. Eastern time each day. Then we're going to announce the results during BYU Sports Nation, which is what we're going to do right now. And wouldn't you know it, our first upset of the tournament the fifth seed, Dax Milne, touchdown catch against USC on a beautiful throw from Zach Wilson. Upsets the four seed, Yoli Childs, and his emphatic dunk to <laughs> seal the win against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. 61% of the vote goes to Milne over USC against Yoli's 39%, so a five seed moving on to the second round. See, this was a matchup I was I was really interested in because – in terms of just the play, if you're looking at just the play, the touchdown catch, the touchdown is 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 a is a more remarkable play. But the meaning of the yes. dunk from Yoli, yes. his last two points yes. as a senior at BYU, and it sealed the deal. You knew at that point BYU was winning the game against Gonzaga. I thought that may send it over the top. So I'm a, I'm a little surprised that that's the way that played out. All right, so in our first quadrant now, the Dax Milne touchdown catch against USC moves on to face Micah Simons 
Rocky Top Revival catch <laughs> at Tennessee. Now for today's matchup. All right, here we go. The number one hoops seed is TJ Haas hitting the three-point game winner over the Gales. Toulson, 25 feet away, right side to TJ, left side, down to 10. TJ pull up three. He got it! He got it! No threes! TJ Haas scores it! Timeout! Timeout! (laughs) The look on his face after that is fantastic. It's the new St. Mary's face. And what I I remember about that shot is, uh, (laughs) is... Jumping up and down in the uh, in in the uh, the booth uh, when it went down. Uh, that's what I would remember. You and Greg Rebel, who was jumping up and down <laughs> yeah. courtside with yes. uh, Mark Durant. Yes, indeed. All right, the Haas game winner against St. Mary's takes on the second of our Dax Milne plays Ooh. in as many days. He is the football eight seed as well. An incredible touchdown catch in Tampa against South Florida. Play fake. Short drop for Jaron. Goes for the end zone. Looking for Milne. Dax Milne. Did he haunt him with one arm? He did for touchdown. Dax Milne with a great grab. Love it. The one-handed catch. Dax Milne making his impact in the best play bracket. Yeah. The dude's, he's the baller. And he's coming back, Jason. It's good news. Look, he's back for a while. Okay. So, Cast your vote going to vote.byutv.org uh-huh. and vote.byutv.org. We're looking at this right now. Are we going to have another upset in the uh, Is this th- this would be a massive upset because TJ Haas and his game winner against St. Mary's is the number one basketball seed. I thought it was a foregone conclusion that that was going to advance on that chalk just send it through. It's, it is bouncing between uh, 51 and 49% back and forth. Um, it is clear that the Milne family has uh, made it a point to jimmer this poll and take it over. They've already, they've already they've secured the, one yeah, upset. They've got the group chat sending it out, sending like, make sure everybody votes. He's already in the Elite Eight once. Like, is that not enough? Look, this would be a massive upset. <laughs> and right now, and again, this is going to fluctuate by the second, literally. It's 52 to 46 in favor of TJ Haas now. But this is, this is, like, we could, we could say right now that, uh, that the, the race is too close to call at this point. Vote.byutv.org. Haas, game winner against St. Mary's, the one seed, looking to avoid the monumental upset from <laughs> Dax Milne at South Florida and a one handed touchdown catch. Coming up, would you rather the quarantine edition? I'm intrigued. And BYU senior tennis player David Ball and how he's giving athletes a voice amidst this pandemic. Very cool story. Don't miss it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You want to relive some of the great games from the past year or from years past? All you need to do is go to BYUtv.org or the BYU TV app where you have access to the BYU TV library of games. Welcome back to the show. Alongside Jason Shepard, I'm Spencer Linton, BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. And we welcome in via Skype on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, BYU tennis senior David Ball, who is doing some remarkable things right now. David, nice to have you on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, let's start here. You started an Instagram account last week called Untold Athletes that tells the stories of athletes around the country who had their seasons cut short 
What made you decide to create this type of an outlet? Yeah, you know, just when the season ended for me personally with tennis, I was talking to a lot of the other athletes around BYU, and I was just thinking about, you know, this is devastating. We have All-Americans, we have, you know, walk-ons, we have people with so many great stories that without kind of their NCAA tournaments and whatnot, they're not going to get the recognition they deserve. But they're also, they might not get a chance to have their inspiring stories told. Um, so as I kind of talked to other BYU athletes and um, also to, to my girlfriend who plays, Natalie Clark, who plays soccer at BYU, we thought, you know, what if we tried to open this up and create a platform where we could share some of these stories? Um, and, and people at BYU, a lot of our friends really, really liked the idea. Um, so then we decided, you know, what if we open this up nationwide, especially, and say, I'm sure if we've got this many athletes at BYU, I'm sure across the country there's even more. Um, so why not share some inspiring sports stories, especially in kind of a, a tough, confusing time, while also giving recognition to some great athletes? By the way, you, you, well done, sir. Uh, being able to work in, giving Nat the shout-out on BYU Sports Nation, well done <laughs> by you. That, that's going to pay off, uh, I'm sure. So you're talking about these stories. What are some of the stories that have been submitted that have, have stood out to you? What, what are some of the ones, uh, give us an idea of, of some of the stories that you've heard. Yeah, the cool thing is, we're, I mean, we're getting such a range of stories submitted, and I think that's the best part. Um, you know, for me, we've, we've got guys like Marcus Howard, who's a first-team All-American in basketball, you know, a top NBA draft prospect, who's been able to share some of his thoughts on, um, you know, on everything that's gone down. But then we also have stories from, you know, one that I really liked, amongst many was a water polo um, player, a, a girl named Lauren Baglietto, who, who lost her mom just weeks before the season, who lost her grandpa, wasn't going to come back to school, but, but it was basically her teammates that said, you know, hey, come back. And, uh, and they really helped her through this trial. And so it's, it's able to kind of tell her story um, and, and, and show kind of that power of sports, really. So we've, we've had a range of everything from top NBA, MLB draft prospects to, you know, D3 schools, people that are trying to walk on. Um, so it's just the, these stories are, are unbelievable. And it's nice for me because I get to kind of to hear all of them. Yeah, understandably, this is a very emotional thing for senior athletes specifically to go through when your season is so abruptly shut down and you're being I mean, the athlete mentality is, okay. well, let's control what I can control. What's next? Well, there is no next for a lot of these seniors. So in your instance, David, how are you processing uh, potentially not playing college tennis ever again? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's been just a weird weird time and i think the the project has allowed me and, and hopefully some other athletes a, a little bit of closure especially for seniors because you know you for me i've been playing tennis for 20 years um been at byu for a long time and so you kind of this, this isn't how you you picture it ending um the other side of it is now all of a sudden i have all this time on my hands that i've never really had before so i thought hey if, if i don't kind of do something and do something quickly i'll go crazy and so why not try and channel this passion towards athletics and this confusing time and, and try and create a platform. So it's definitely been just a, a really interesting time and in, day to day. It doesn't, you know, it, it feels a little off, but, but it's been a good learning experience. So as a, as a senior, then you haven't made any decisions on whether or not you're going to take advantage of an extra year of eligibility or not then, right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you, you kind of go into your senior year, you're making, you know, I was making plans post-graduation, um, kind of had had my sights set on one last bang here, you know, 
So with, with all this mix up, it kind of throws a wrench in the plans a little bit. But I mean, how could you not at least consider coming back to, to BYU Cougar Nation to use the, the fifth year? So I, for me, no plans have been made yet. Um, that'll be a decision down the road. BYU tennis senior David Ball with us on BYU Sports Nation. How can uh, BYU fans and uh, fans of sport all over the world, for that matter, find untold athletes and, and read these submissions? I think we lost David for the moment. Okay, we're going to get him back. We'll have him answer that question uh, just as soon as we can because I, I, want, I want to look more into this. Like that, this is a fantastic idea because there are so many great stories out there. And to be able to have a platform like this to, to hear something. Because, look, we're focused on everything that's kind of going on in, in our sphere. You know what I mean? Just things that are happening here. But, but there's things happening all over the world. And for people, regardless of where you are, to be able to, to send in your story, you never know how your story may impact somebody else. And just having an outlet like this to be able to present it, that's an unbelievable opportunity that, that David's given these people. Yes, it is cathartic to one, be distracted yeah. from everything that's going on around us, which is why we're still doing BYU Sports Nation every day. And hopefully this is allowing people some type of stress release, at least for and some normalcy. a short moment. Of time. Yes, and to try and remain as normal as we possibly can in our routines. Um, but it's cathartic to read other people's stories. Yeah. And everybody's dealing with this. That's what's so wild. is It's, it's worldwide. It is a global pandemic. And so everybody is dealing with it. And not, that's not usually the case. Right. Like when hard things happen, whether it's a natural disaster, this is global. Well, so everybody feels the impact. Yeah, well, and even, even when you know that, a lot of times you still, still feel like you're alone. You're the only one dealing with it. And, and as you mentioned, being able to hear other people talk about it, it does give you a sense that maybe I'm not by myself in this. And so, and again, uh, we did find out if you want to read these stories and follow this, you can go on Instagram and follow untold athletes on Instagram. Follow untold athletes on Instagram. Do it. Uh, you better believe I'm going to go read these, uh, some of these submissions and what a great guest. Uh, David is an extremely intelligent young man and obviously uh, wants to do something more. And I just, I have so much respect for that, for a project to, to be made and for him to be thinking something like that. That's amazing. And well done. Whoever did the Easter egg tree in the background, well done. <laughs> Nicely done. That was very impressive. So again, our thanks to David Ball, who joined us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Coming up, our rise and shout out involves a long drive and barbecue. We will explain. <laughs> I can get on board for that. <laughs> yes. Plus, would you rather a quarantine edition? Jason, you all about watching pro athletes play video games? I'll tell you in a minute. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Especially grateful for that during our situation. Absolutely. You can also download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the program. I took advantage of that yesterday. Had a day off, uh, was taking care of some things at home, watched you and Jerem on demand. It's amazing. Did you rate us? I did not rate you, though. I probably should do what that. What would you have rated us? 
that specific show or just you as people? Why are you Why are you pausing? <laughs> this should be a, like a no-brainer response. Uh, I'm going to give it 3.9 stars. <laughs> What's up with the hesitation on this? Oh, five stars, of course, Jason. Come on, man. Come on. Look, you lost it because you paused, okay? <laughs> all right. Uh, with the salt currently in Studio B, <laughs> an all-time high, let's play Would You Rather, quarantine edition. All right, Jason. You're up first. I feel very strongly about this, so I'll let you answer first, though. Mm-hmm. Would you rather rewatch a classic game or watch a pro athlete simulate a game via a game console? One million percent, I would rather rewatch a classic game. I, I just I can't get into the whole video game watching pro athletes do this and, and like, find true excitement. Yeah. And I find more excitement in watching things that actually yes. happened in the moment. Yeah, I am I am 100% with you. I do not understand the enjoyment of watching somebody else play a video game. I, I, I don't get it. I think it's a generational thing. I don't understand it. So yeah, 100% rewatch a classic game, which I did last night. I rewatched game three of the 97 finals between the Jazz and the Bulls. Fantastic. I'm going to watch Greatest Moments in BYU Football History with my son Jax nice. this weekend. Okay, Jason, how about this? Okay. This is, and a lot of people are doing this right now, binge-watching shows. Would you rather binge-watch The Office or Friends? Okay, I, I tweeted this out. I, Friends is not my favorite show, but I think Friends is better than The Office. I would go so far as to say that The Office is not even the best office. The Jason. British version is better. Jason. Friends is better than The Office. Seinfeld's the best of all time. Friends is still better than The Office. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I hey. hate so much about who you choose to be. <laughs> to quote one of my favorite Office episodes. Wow. It's The Office, man. No. Come on. Friends. Our question of the day. Why or why isn't Ty Detmer an all-time top five college football quarterback? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Trenton Nelson on Instagram. He is, period, the end. Nice. <laughs> Another one of those I have spoken. Very nice. Our uh, rise and shout out goes to uh, John Higley, who drove nine hours to get some Bam Bam's barbecue last Dude, night. Dude, the, the tweet. I just drove almost nine unbelievable. hours to try some of this Bam Bam's barbecue I've been hearing about from the guys on BYU Sports Nation. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, Spencer <laughs> Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Jason Shepard for introducing me to the food of the gods. You are welcome. Oh, nine hours. So That's impressive. Well done, man. We're glad we could help out. Our thanks to today's guests, Daniel Sorensen and David Ball. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. For the Super Bowl champion, Jason Shepard. I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Micah Matsuzaki. See you Monday on BYU Sports Nation.